0: Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show
1: podcast.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. As you know, curiosity is our mandate. Today we have the most amazing guest. I was just complimenting her on her warm eyes. We're going to talk about tenderness. We're going to talk about um, corporate culture, company culture. Uh, Claude is an emotional optimist, coach, manager, and mentor as the first ever chief heart officer. It is her great honor to lead at Media. She works for 800 humans and is in touch with the heartbeat of every single person in the company. Her role is to infuse the agency with empathy it is her sole purpose. Culture is a texture. It's a vibe, a feel. A, cult- a culture is alive. It's definitely not one or two dimensional. She thinks culture is very three dimensional. Culture in a nutshell, the heartbeat is for her. It is something that absolutely lights up her entire system. She constantly asks herself, how does she hold space for people? How does she make it not about her own agenda? She's an enormously, she's had an enormously fortunate career. And now that is her life's work to bring everything Full circle. You've spoken at Google. You've done so many different things. Welcome to the show, Claude.
2: Thank you, thank you. I feel like a game show.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. No, I think I think it's fantastic. Uh, My first question is: What time did you wake up today, and what did you have for breakfast? I woke up at
1: six thirty, and for breakfast I had my coffee
2: and a banana. that man, And it's dark at 6.30, as you know, right now in the Northern Hemisphere. I mean, it's it's like nighttime.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Are, you, are you someone that has uh, like a big regimented morning routine or bedtime routine, or you just kind of flow with how you're feeling at that given moment?
1: Yeah,
2: I go with the flow for the most part. I mean, when I wake up, I down a glass of water always because smart, smart. that like, gets me moving. And then I kill that with coffee
0: immediately. Yeah. Now are are you a big it's kind of funny cuz my wife wanted to ask a question she just she just said I feel like she would be a big foodie. Are you somebody that enjoys and loves food? Is there a specific kind of food that you like? You
2: know, I I'm not a foodie but I love food. Yeah. So I don't, I don't take photos of food. I love cooking and as a matter of fact last night I came home and we had these lemons that needed to be used and I just like whipped up a lemon cake, like yeah. a bread cake. So I'm a Taurus, so I I love all things beautiful, tasty, you know, visually uh, satisfy. You know, I'm I'm an indulger, and so even if I'm not eating it, I love the creativity of making things. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I did last night. What did I, when I go to bed? I I usually like I might watch a show, I might look on Instagram. I've challenged myself to read once a week. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I say my gratitude list. My gratitude list is always in the night.
0: Okay, and, and and what would that look like? Would it just be small things that's happened throughout the day that you feel are really fortunate? Or is it something that is kind of a general goal that you have in mind? Or is it just depending would, on how you feel?
2: I mean, I would say 98% of the time it's always for my family, my little girl, my partner, my the health of my parents. Uh, you know, it's really very family oriented. Uh, because those are the things in the grand scheme of things that I have no control over. So Absolutely. I really want to, I want to like just be extremely thankful for uh, their life, their wellness, their happiness, and and that we all get to wake up another day and then
1: go at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this your first yeah. child? <laughs> yes, it is. Now, so uh, me and yours first of all, I'm a Taurus. My birthday is April 22nd. Um, yes. when, when is your birthday? What day and month? May 2nd. Okay, okay. Everybody says we're the bull. I'm like, I don't know. I'm on the cusp of an Aries, so who knows. When it comes to, it's so funny because you talk a lot about managing people, really understanding people, connecting with people, figuring out what their heart center is. I wanted to ask you, being a new parent... Are you going to take or have you kind of set a game plan as to how you're great at talking to adults? Are you transferring any of those skills into becoming a parent and and dealing with that? Have you thought about
1: that? I have thought about it. I mean, I've so thought about it because, you know, what they say is, uh,
2: you know, in Jungian psychology, at least they say, you know, we are always trying to like transfer our unmet needs of childhood onto our children so she's three months old she'll be three months old in a week so i have a little bit of time but i definitely catch myself in my own kind of like controlling ways when mm-hmm. i have like no i never want her to have sugar it's like all right well she's gonna have sugar and i eat sugar so <laughs> like, or like, or like i i want her to be a tennis player it's like she could be a figure skater for all i know you know So I think getting my head wrapped around as she starts to develop this personality, like getting my help, like whoever she wants to be, you know, free to be you and me. And I'm all about that. I I just, I want her to be happy. I want her to be happy.
0: It's really interesting because I I feel like, especially, you know, I always said before I was a parent, I would never, ever speak to parenting. I would never give an opinion on parenting because I just felt it would be, it's just not responsible for me to give an opinion on something that I don't have any clue about. And when we had our little boy, I mean, it just changed. It was really game changing. And you really kind of, you know, I think self-doubt sometimes is good because even to this day, I kind of walk around. I'm like, am I the best father that I possibly can be? Am I going to be the best human that I possibly can be for this person? And we were having the conversation about, you know, the one thing I don't want to do is ever pass on my, you know, my goals and dreams onto my child in the sense where I want them to have a safe space to really grow and figure that out for themselves with our full support
2: that's it i think that's entirely it as a matter of fact like i've been using the term brave space lately <laughs> and and just i've just been flipping it a little bit like safe space is actually what it is but i've been using the word brave space as like i want to make sure that they feel that they can yes of course be safe and they belong but like they can they can just like take a risk with me Absolutely. They can be. Proved. So I mean that for like all 800 people. I just mean that for everyone. But um, I can't wait. Like My daughter is just every single day. She's just changing, man. I mean, she's three months old. It's blowing my mind.
0: It, 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 every day is a journey. You know, our guy is just over two years old and every day they grow. And it, it, I'm so excited for you because I think it's an amazing You're going to go down an amazing adventure. And I'm curious to see in like a year what kinds of material and things you'll be talking about. And if that maybe changes the way you even view certain situations in life, because it's I feel like when you have a child, it just puts you at zero. Like you have this fresh palette to really go from.
2: Zero, but also like humble or I mean, super, super humble because I know nothing. I know. I mean they hand her to you and like we take her home and they're like whoa they took the batteries out like she was so chill
1: in the hospital and now we're like what do we do <laughs> you know like so I'm learning every single day
0: yeah okay so chief heart officer for everybody who's listening she's the chief heart officer for VaynerMedia which is owned by Gary Vaynerchuk and started. I don't need to talk about Gary because I think a lot of people know what Gary's about. Go Google the guy. He's everywhere. How did that come into fruition? You seem to now be an envy of a lot of your your peers in the industry that are in HR, which I know you say you're not really HR, but a lot of people say, "Man, how like you have this autonomy to do absolutely, you know, anything you want when it comes to dealing with the people and then trying to scale what Gary's trying to do inside of his human machine." how did you come into that is it something that you were kind of strategically trying to put put forward or is it something that just the universe kind of aligned for you
2: yeah universe totally aligned i mean the universe aligned that gary and i would meet i think that's the first thing my best friend introduced us uh and we hit it off as anyone would hit it off with gary because he's just so magna- i mean he's just he's a magnet he's magnanimous he's he's just a, he's a lot he loves people um and i started here as a senior vice president of unilever i worked on an account so i was very much uh, carried on my career as being a a strategist and a client you know client service person and it was very apparent to him very early on that i was similar to him i had a very similar dna in terms of positivity uh, finding the magic in people really trying to unlock them help them um uh, kind of steer towards more self-awareness and very early on, he would start asking me to just go to these other offices and, you know, just go do that thing that you do. And I was like, cool. That was kind of my life. I'd always done that thing that I do. You know, yeah. I, got paid, yeah. I got paid a different way to keep the lights on, but like I was just me. Right. <laughs> um, and so I started doing that. And what happened was uh, a year into my career with Gary I got that big, big voice again in my head, which I had had six years prior, 10 years prior, which was, you only wanna work with people. You only, I really thought I was gonna finish my MSW. I wanted to go back. I love, I just love the people part of it. So I went to Gary, the biggest entrepreneur and salesperson in the world, and I said, listen, I, I love you, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm gonna leave. I literally was like, I'm gonna leave. Um, No harm, no foul. This just isn't what I want to do. I don't want to sell anymore. Mm. He said, what's it that you want to do? And I said, I only care about people. I only care about the heartbeat of this place. And we didn't have an HR function. He and I had considered HR to be heart because look, I mean, HR is all about people. So I don't think, you know, to me, that's very common sense. Um, And so one thing led to another. And soon enough, he said, look, I want you to be the chief heart officer. And I mean, Ryan, I knew what that meant because I had already been the chief heart officer here as a, as a manager, but that's who I am. I mean, that's like, that. I, I just that's the only way I know how to live. My parents used to say, you know, quite a bit, like you think too much with your heart, you think too much of your heart. And mm. as a teen, as a 13 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old, like that hurt me, not that they meant to hurt me, but they were trying to protect me. But like, mm. that's, that's what I had. I had to learn to be a critical thinker. Mm. You know, learn to th- see things as three and four-dimensional. officer uh, and, uh, and the rest is history. But I, I definitely think because he and I trust one another and, and, and he sees me as, as empathetic as he is, um, that's where the, the autonomy to to do things that are, that are very, very, he he trusts that I'm going to do what he would do in that room.
0: Wow. How do you protect your energy and compartmentalize your energy when you're dealing with so many people on a daily basis, digitally text? I know you're a big Slack lover. You love Slack a lot for communication. Um, You know, how do you, how do you take all that in and then also give, you know, the necessary amount of energy to your family and really try to, you're somebody to me that doesn't strike like you have a i'm gonna turn a switch off and on i think you seem very 365 24 7 in in the way that you feel so i think if i ask your significant other or partner how how, how's Claude? you know she's she's the same all the time like she's just who she is how do you how do you how do you channel that in and make sure not that it's bad but you know that some bad energy can seep through stress you out how do you kind of have a safe guard up for that
2: so, um, I used to be very conscious about using some protection methods. Mm. Uh, whether or not that was, you know, energetic methods. Quite frankly, I would like way in the, you know, in my past. I used to pretend I was a tree, and I would see my roots in the soil, and so like nothing could really shake me. These or interesting. You know, you could wrap yourself in um, in aluminum so that things bounce off. Um, you still with me?
0: I'm still with you. Yeah, I got oh, you. Did I lose you, Ryan?
2: No, no, I'm here. Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. All <laughs> yeah, right, right on.
2: And I don't have to really waver. I, I just I trust myself, and I trust myself in. I would say um, almost 100% of every situation that uh, that whatever, sh- if if you know if if it starts coming down on me, it's really not about me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: And i think the one the, the real big takeaway for anyone that's that's listening that is extremely empathetic and learning how to um uh, manage their energy or protect their energy is you know there's one thing called cognitive empathy which is i feel you i i i have walked a mile in your shoes and i feel you there's that other one that is emotional empathy whereas like I am you and I become that sponge and I feel your pain, you know, which is really a little bit dangerous mm. that dangerous, um, my situation, but having compassionate empathy allows me to just move myself right here, mm. just back a little bit, surround you in kindness and empathy and tenderness and love, <laughs> but I'm not taking it on
0: okay so you're not because you know how a lot of people say oh you know i'm an empath or i'm an you know empathetic and they literally take it and you can just see in their eyes you're i'm like you're absorbing everything around you and i'm like whoa you're gonna get into a a very deep maybe not so good place if you do that because i i feel like you don't have that wall up necessarily so for you just i i you you i think it's an art to be able to relate to people to be able to be empathetic you've really mastered this craft of being able to make people feel very important um very heard very you know tender loved supported and do it on a scale basis and a lot of people just don't have that ability so do you think that's something that you are kind of born with and you've learned how to manifest and create or can somebody kind of learn this
2: Well, I definitely feel like it is who I am. And I I feel like I've always been a real big feeler from, I can remember being four or five years old in nursery school, over-indexing on feeling. I can absolutely, you know, and and whether or not it was called intuition when I was four or five, I knew I could always, like, I I was a feeler. Um, So I had to learn to figure out how not to feel the weight of the world. And I mean, man, in my 20s, I felt the weight of the world. I do feel like people can learn empathy and it takes a lot of courage to just look at your own s-h-i-t that's the key Mm. key. and because if i sat here and i was all oh yeah everything that ryan says like oh yeah claude's all high and mighty and she's got a job that ever if i was like oh yeah i'm i'm the shit well then i'm i'm not really an empath Mm. (laughs) about what you're saying I'm good. I'm, you know, the way I feel is like I, I want to turn you into a champion. Why wouldn't I want to turn you into a champion? Mm. What does it cost me? It's only going to enhance my world if you're working on making this world a better place. It's only going to, it's only going to brighten my life. So why wouldn't I do that? You know, that's that's kind of where I come from. And my parents, my nana, who I talk about quite a bit. Uh, you know, extremely uh, generous spirits, and so mm. I think I had uh, I had great role models in my life to pick and choose the things I wanted to embody.
0: Absolutely, I, I think that's fantastic. It's kind of funny because everybody, when they you know it's it's weird how our hu- our, our kind of psyche works as a human being it's kind of like Gary too right everybody's like man Gary's doing his thing and you know five jabs on a right hook and I got the I got his book on my shelf and you know a fantastic book um and, but people are they get really caught up in a lot of the hype and I try to kind of stay away from that and say why is this person having an impact what is making this person you know so magnetic so even when I talk to you you know I mean a lot of people are like I love Claude you have a whole fan club. And I think it's beautiful, but for me, I'm like, no, no, I want to go deeper because I'm like, how does, before all that happened, who was this person? Who was this human? And today, my whole goal on the podcast is really to talk about how you got there and kind of what your journey was. And, you know, there's so much dialogue of what you're doing right now and how you're doing that and the strategies, which everybody can find. But I think the more important is, you know, what was Claude like before that? And what were some of your pitfalls that kind of, you know, forced you to kind of say, this is my shit and my self awareness. Like, was there any pivotal moments in your life where you're just like, "Yeah, that really changed the game for me" because I did have to make a choice.
2: Oh man, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting there with you. I'd be like, I should just evaporate if I didn't have that. I mean, I look, okay. I, um, I was a terrible student, terrible, terrible student. Suffered with dyslexia for a, okay. a long time. I think I now it's like a, it's a superpower for me. <laughs> Uh, but I sucked at school, I took the SATs three times, untimed, got into college uh, on a waitlist basis, uh, didn't have any options for myself, uh, got involved in uh, drugs like many adolescents do, and I took it a little too far. I had a really great tennis career that I ended up just, you know, just like I like the white stuff a little bit more than I like tennis, so I you know, uh, went down that road for a while and... Finally got my got it together. I mean, at um, almost at my twenty second birthday, I went and told my parents I was bartending at the time. So I left college after sophomore year, after a world of hurt happened to me, and I had uh, made some really bad choices with some really bad boys, and had um, you know I was I had addict tendencies. Mm. Uh, and I went to them one night after bartending, and I was like, "Look, I have a problem. I don't want to go to treatment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it." Mm. And the next, day I was at a uh, Narcotics Anonymous program, and I never looked back. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you call yourself out on your own shit, and I don't know if it's okay to say shit, but say I'm it. saying, say it. When- when you call yourself out, like I mean, talk about self-awareness. I didn't know it was self-awareness. I just knew I was hurting. I was hurting, and this lifestyle wasn't gonna go anywhere except down, really, really down, and I, I, I was hurt. I just, like, I hurt, and I didn't wanna hurt, so I took the bull by the horns to figure out how to not hurt. It was all because I was in pain, mm. you know? Now, the great thing about pain is had, you, had I never known pain, I would never know joy, never. Mm. You know, that was a huge, huge turning point in my life that I don't share a whole lot about and I'm happy to share about. Like, mm. I'm proud of the fact that I knew when to say when mm. before I deep end really bad and um, I'm proud of the fact that I got clean. I really am, mm. you know? So uh, now, that doesn't mean that I didn't still have self-destructive behaviors Mm. just clean doesn't mean like you love yourself (laughs) it means like i understand i need to stay away from that i need to stay away from those people and i can't go to those places Mm. right Mm. Uh, i need to fix my mind is what it was but i still have some some darkness that i needed to go through with some people and and finally finally i was like that's (laughs) there's a song by the indigo girls and it's called prince of darkness okay. and so I'm super random and i get all this random stuff in my head so right now i was just i said darkness and i was like oh and they sing and i will not be the pawn for the prince of darkness any longer Yeah. and one day man you know i i i credit this to Marianne williamson all the time i saw her speak in san francisco where i was living and um and she, she was very, very straightforward. And she says, there's two emotions, love or fear. And if you're not in love, you're in fear. And I was like, nah, that mm-hmm. is I wanna be. Mm-hmm. And so, to right my ship. Look, I was already clean, so I had that. Okay, I didn't have to worry about that baggage anymore. But I had to start to like, I had to get real and I had to get busy on learning who, you know, who I was and who I wanted to be and that's when you know that's when i got i got even deeper into myself and um and excavated some some demons and uh as i was doing that i made way for a lot of a lot of happiness joy and curiosity in my life which i had um i had kind of stuffed for a while
0: i feel like our world is and for those of you listening i'm just staring at claude's eyes as she's talking because i see this whole story that's playing through her mind as we're talking because she keeps she's she's going back in the day and saying man and, and I and I know there's specific moments she can probably see and I just <laughs> I really love it. I really love it because I can feel it I I feel like life like I'm a big I'm a big advocate on the subject of like education because I feel like I'm based in Canada you're in the U S but we you know we go to junior high elementary high school all that the way that we were taught was so. Um, like as an assembly line you know one teacher said it to me best and she said ryan when a a student graduates out of high school or their senior year uh basically what happens is they're kind of like uh a piece of product that gets put out into society with a student number almost like a car coming off a manufacturer like a vin number super true super true now where that i feel like Because of that, it's leading people to, well, go to university and pick a job that you love. We don't even really know. I didn't know myself at 18 or 19. You know, I I could have never predicted, uh, you know, where I am now. I just wouldn't know that. So I feel like, you know, the system is a little bit rigged on not bringing out the best of people, so to speak. Because my biggest thing was always, like, I, I don't see a career that I love. I, I don't know that. Entrepreneurship, you know, wasn't sexy back then. It wasn't cool to go own a business. And people would tell you, like, man, you're nuts. Why would you go do that? That's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Um, but now, of course, you know, it's like, and Gary says, that, you know, rock stars. And everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and a number one. And it's like, well, no, that's not good, too. Like, you got to be self-aware. What is your opinion, especially when you're, you know, dealing with your team and onboarding and stuff like that? Do you see a lot of that kind of school dust on them uh, when it kind of transfers over into the real world, uh, into your world? I
2: do with certain segments and certain cohorts. So, you know, we're 90, almost 90 percent millennial here. Yep. And that starts like a, that's a first job out of school. Some of them don't even go to school. We don't we don't require a college degree. Uh, I strip that away from all of our um, uh, uh, jobs because Look, I mean, that that just like limits a lot of the population that we want. <laughs> uh, but that uh, that population that's coming in is, is coming straight from school, and it's very structured for them, and it's very competitive for them, and it's very black and white. If I do this, then. And the fact of the matter, and what we try to uh, uh, contribute to here is people being their own architects of their career. Mm. And so, yes, there is a job. There's a a job description that you will get when you come in and and get your job. Awesome. That's great. However, the way you do it and Jack does it and Sally does it and Sue does it is going to be different, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And we get, you know, we get different, slightly different values and different creativity into how someone's going to put their je ne sais quoi into a job. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want apples, apples, assembly line. Thank you. No thanks. However, like I want to, re- I want to recognize people that are writing code. Yes, of course, you know you got to write code. There isn't a whole lot of creativity if you're going to be like, you got to make the website look like that. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to bring some kind of passion to the culture.
0: Absolutely, no. I think that's. I think that's huge. I walked. A f- I watched a few of your talks. I watched one at uh, one at Google, and I can't remember the other one, but. Uh, I, it's kind of funny because I, I watch I watch you speak in front of a crowd and you kind of say certain things and then you're kind of like okay are they are they are they picking up on this are they digging this and you're like and then you'll just come out straight up and say okay hey guys like you know what's up you got your hands in the air do you enjoy speaking in front of crowds is it something you've had to learn to do is it something that comes natural is it something that's not natural at all um, how how do you feel how how does that work in your in your emotional ecosystem yeah. <laughs>
2: I love it because look, I'm goofy, I'm playful and and that's where some of that playfulness comes out. I mean, you know, like I said to you, like I'm a little bit random and I've got song quotes going on in my head and I'm going here and you know, so I really enjoy engaging with people. Um, I do my best not to, uh, not to see them as judging me. That's my own shit, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I love love fireside chats, I love Q and A. Um, you know, in, in school, I was, uh, you know, well-liked and, and like president and all that stuff. So um, I I want to, I'm a student and I'm a teacher. So put me in, like use me, uh, put me in coach. And um, that, that's the deal. But I enjoy it because again, you know, you get to see my personality when I'm talking to more than one person, you know.
0: Absolutely. Do you think the fact that uh, Media has you and then also has such an open-mindedness from top down or top throughout um puts a competitive edge on the other agencies that you guys compete for business with meaning i mean recruitment there's i mean you guys i know for a fact people are just dying to work there so that's a really nice situation to be in as an agency slash employer um and then there's other agencies that they're just you can tell they're so dated they're 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 boring they're they're dry it's you know they're, they're not a, a a people first uh type of culture at all um do you think that really sets you guys apart in many ways um i do
2: i mean i think our i think a couple things set us apart one we have gary at the helm and he's uh in terms of marketing, no one is talking about the things he's talking about. No one at all. He's, um, he's, he's created the book that will be read in textbooks for years and years and years if, if, uh, if, we, if we go on the educational path. He's done that. Two, we have a great culture people love being here it's very friendly it's very warm it's very um we not i it's very um collaborative it's in, in some ways it's a family i mean it's an extremely large 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 families <laughs> um but we're all i think the thing that he, that sets us apart is that there's so much momentum here you walk in the door and you feel it you're on like a you're like on a speed train, and I don't mean like a speed train. Oh my God, I better get it together. Like I'm the wheels are shaking, not like that. It's like we're going someplace. I feel it, and I've worked you know worked in a lot of different places and 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 been around uh, a lot longer than the far majority of people here. Um, and you just know there's an electricity and an energy here that you want to be a part of. So, I think that's something else that sets us apart. And I also think the work that we do and the way we go about it. I mean, we're we're an advertising agency, a creative agency that has married media strategy and creative all together. You don't have to go to the media agency or the creative agency and tie mm. it all together because you know what? That's super inefficient, mm. super inefficient, a massive waste of time, and for a client, so much waste of money. Yeah. So we're one-stop shop, you know, and if you, you want e-commerce attached to it, you want to work with influencers, like drop in, we got it. So I think those three things, um, really, really, uh, differentiate us. I should say.
0: Absolutely. When it comes to marketing, like I love marketing, but the truth is that a lot of marketers ruin shit. Like they just, something good happens. I mean, the Gillette ad that just happened talking about toxic masculinity, um, you know, the social campaigns like the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, things like that. I, I love what Social media has done in terms of making it. I think it's a very even uh, fair playing space for everybody who wants to basically take any path in their life. Um, you know, I think about how I got, you know, talked to you. How cool is it that you can just send a video message to somebody? Maybe they don't respond. Maybe they don't. But I'm like, I know you've seen it. I know your eyeballs took in my eyeballs. And I can actually connect with you. And and I mean, you've never had those opportunities before. That being said, is do you feel marketing is getting very noisy and kind of uh concentrated with a lot of crap? Or do you think marketing is getting cleaner, more refined because of the transparency that social media allows for it?
2: So I think it's a two-way street. What number one, it was your smile that got me. Yes, that's <laughs> what it was. your smile is the that, that's the one. <laughs> so um anyway the i think two ways i mean i think the the atmosphere is extremely noisy right now because those have been those that have been doing it in that same old same old same old way are trying to catch fire now and doing it in the way that dollar shave club is doing it you know doing it in the way that uh harry's is doing it doing it in the way that Allbirds is doing it so all of a sudden now we're seeing this mass rush from the Gillette's or this or that to like hop on the bandwagon. But like, they're never going to be Dollar Shave Shave Club. You know why? Because culturally they're not there. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I do think it stems from what's going on in the internal engine of a company, a corporation, a a marketing, a comms agency, whatever. Uh, I think that is what creates exceptional work. So all birds, you know, I happen to know the chief uh, talent people officer there. And like, he's he's a great guy and he leads with his heart. He knows his, you know, he knows the alphabet. And I am sure that adds to their exceptional work. Uh, Airbnb, same thing. Those places, they deserve, they deserve to be recognized. It's good stuff. But I do think it's a little bit noisy and I do think it's going to be noisy for the next five or so years. I think that voice, Alexa, Google voice, whatever, is going to uh, allow some of the cream to rise to the top because that's how we're going to be ordering blue jeans online. do like Bloomingdale's and mess up, spelling Bloomingdale's up because my thumbs are so fat. I'm going to just say, Alexa, I'd like a pair of seven mankind jeans, 28 waist, and Alexa's going to be like, Bloomingdale's has a sale and you have a credit card at Bloom- yeah,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's too crazy now. Oh my God. Even podcasting, I mean, you got to make sure. It's just uh, like audio is very good. I mean, it, you know, it's a great way to, to take in. I did listen to a couple of clips of your podcast. You have 10 episodes or so out, right? On your yeah. podcast?
1: Yeah. And you know what, though? They're like one to three minute clips. I, so it's I, like... I was so it's- shocked by
0: that because I went to your, I went to it on iTunes and then I'm just looking and I'm like, I, I listened to one and I didn't even like look at the time and then all of a sudden it was done and I'm like, what? Wait, wait. I'm like, oh, it's like 34 seconds or and it's just like I felt like you were just kind of like I don't know sitting or walking or talking or just having a thought and you were just like, I'm gonna record this right now.
2: That's exactly what happened, which is why <laughs> the, the sound isn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I just did three podcasts the other day. I like, I like to put things out in bingeable, uh, bingeable formats cause that's the way I, I consume. Uh, and I want them to be small clips, but I got some, I got some better equipment now. So they're, uh, <laughs> but what they, what they are Ryan is they, they're either just like me walking and talking or a couple a couple guys that I talked with and we just have like deep conversations on life. Mm. That's mm. what I'm doing. So um, well, what I'd like to do is start to interview kind of like the, the every man and woman, nothing, uh, uh
1: you know, I, would like to almost do like man on the street type of interviews. You've heard of,
0: you've heard of humans of New York, right?
2: Exactly. It. That's Fanta- exactly.
0: Fantastic. I mean, I remember, I remember that concept years ago and it was actually my wife that uncovered it. And she said, just check this out. And I, I was, it was captivating for me because it was just somebody going around taking pictures of just random people and then asking a little bit about their story. You're very right. I, I'd like that, you know, even on our podcast, we try to get, you know, some notable names and stuff, but probably 80% is just, we've had police officers on, we've had firefighters on, we've had paramedics on, we've had social workers on, um, yep. you know, just really cultivating, you know, humanity. Uh, A lot of questions for this episode came in via LinkedIn, but, you know, time permitting. But the one consistent question that always keeps getting asked is, and it was always from HR people and whatnot, was, well, how did Claude, how does she get this fantastic opportunity? Now, I fast forward to a talk that you did. I can't remember which one, but you did get a question asked to you from the audience. Basically, the lady basically said, I don't like my job. How can I like do something almost more along the lines of like you? And it's like, I think you actually responded to her after a little bit, but you basically said, well, then change it. Like you just said, you're like, if I didn't like my position, I would not be here and I would just change it. And you, you know, more or less said like my time is valuable, but so is my emotional, like, you know, feeling towards what I'm doing. I want to enjoy what I'm doing on a daily basis. How much of it is, Somebody has to take the bull by the horns um, and then how much of it is maybe, well, I'm working at a company, Claude, in this management, they're just not buying into this. Should they go? Is there room for them to maybe change things? How long should they try to fight that battle for or should they try to fight that battle?
2: So last night I did my first Instagram live and I got the same question and I (laughs) love the question. And I feel as though there are a couple different ways in. So first and foremost, change happens on the fringes. Like, so if you want to change culture, it's going to take one or two people to do that. Like cultural changes have, they don't happen all of a sudden in the center, it takes a while to get a groundswell. So whatever it is, if you're at a job and you don't like the culture and you're not ready to leave it, you can't leave it, you need the paycheck, whatever, start to find those people, create an affinity group. If you are, um, let's just say you're a person of color and you want to like bring other people to, uh, together that are of uh, different ethnicities or minorities, start the group. Mm. Like even if you're LGBTQ or you like Dungeons and Dragons,
1: mm.
2: bring, find your people. Mm. Find That's the first thing I would say. So spearhead that. And I don't think that takes anything other than the desire that's free. that is super free the other um if you're also at a job where maybe they have someone in in the role that you want or you're like they just don't see you as qualified yet find other ways to let your heart live let and let your heart breathe and maybe that's going to be big brothers big sisters Mm -hmm. maybe that's ta at your kids school Maybe that's going to be um, starting an intramural, uh, intramural soccer club, mm. like ways to get your heart out there. Maybe it's it's starting a volunteer committee at your, you know what I mean? Like mm. the, the thing I want to say, and I said it last night, is like don't don't copy me. I, I, this is this is my personality? Mm. There's no one else doing the job. There is no job description. Mm. Gary said. I said, how do we know if I'm successful? He said, You'll (laughs) every single human being and you'll infuse empathy throughout the agency. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went to I went to I went start doing that. But there's no secret sauce. So whatever Ryan's personality is, when he's a chief heart officer, it's going to be the way you choose to operate your life and your world. How you see people is how you see, you know. So I really do say like don't do it my way do it your way i can tell you what to do in light of the fact that you might not have that opening but also there's you know call yourself a chief happiness officer call Mm. yourself a operation officer apply to that chief apply to that culture job there's tons of them you know Mm. get busy and and one of the things i learned very early on in my life and it's because i was a tennis player i was an athlete and I will never forget it's don't wait for the ball to come to you you Uh. have to go after the ball and thank God I had sports to fall back on because I was such a shitty student but that lesson in life is something that like look I'm the only one holding me back Mm. Mm. that's That's the problem it's it's mine Mm. so that's what I want to that's what I want to say to those people and I'm, I'm happy to you know people are always like like, I'd like to hear more about your job or how do you do it? What do you do? And I want to be a chief heart. And it's like, I want to give you all everything I possibly can. However, your name isn't Claude, mm. it's Jill or Jack. And you got to figure it out your way.
0: Mm. Mm. I, uh, I speak at a lot of schools on resiliency. My, I have a really, um, not rags to riches, but a very, I was raised by my mom, which was a single mom. And my mom passed away when I was 13. So it really, you know, I started playing football at about about 13 and a half and football. I I say, if I wouldn't have got into football, my God, because, man, I got to take out frustration. Um, I got to learn a lot. And my coaches almost became somewhat of my parents at that point. You know, it really taught me those everyday, um, you know, principles of getting up and, you know, being on time and keeping that regimen in play. But I, yeah. the one thing I learned a lot from football, even through college, was it's all about next play. Um, you can't have a long like your short term memory is, is like zero in football because, you know, you throw the ball, you get completely annihilated. You got to get up. You got a few seconds, you get back yeah. in the huddle and act like nothing happened. Right. Um, tennis, I have a lot of respect for my wife and I play tennis. I love tennis. Um, but it's like, it's you. It's just you on the court. You're on your own island. Um, and, you know, I think it's fantastic, right? Do you still play it
1: all? Just like leisurely? Just leisurely. I, I really only, I don't
2: compete. Yeah. I don't like to play games. I just like to hit because it's, you know, I, I know that rhythm just like I know the rhythm of um, uh, my favorite song
0: absolutely
2: like it's a thing i know it's a but um but you're totally right because in tennis and soccer in business you have to it's a it's a first of all it's a marathon you're not going to win a tennis game in five minutes Mm. and you're get you know your a series funded in five minutes either Mm. you know when i talk to gary it's 2019 he's already talking about 20 the 2020 like Q three and twenty twenty-one. This is already done for him. Mm. He's already done this. He already can see this year. That's first of all, that's a superpower. It's completely magical, but it is what keeps us in motion. Because we're going someplace, because we got someone at the helm and some great leaders here that trust, whether or not it's in the people department in the media department in the strat department whatever it is you
0: know because you work close with gary and you guys get to have i mean you're having you know intimate conversations about many different things so i'm sure you get to see a whole other side than the whole daily v youtube channel and all all that comes with that um do you feel that there's anything about gary that you know the majority of people don't know you know me like, everybody knows him for the high energy and just tell it like it is and the you know the f-bombs once in a while super empathetic though you know you can always tell when he's talking to somebody he's he's got the eyes of just like he's taking it in he's definitely there is there anything that you think yeah you know if, if somebody got to sit down with him and have a real intimate conversation they might they might kind of see maybe this or is gary just gary <laughs> i mean he it
2: is definitely what you see is what you get which i love about him
0: yeah
1: it,
2: the CEO Gary Vaynerchuk is very different than the brand Gary V. Yes. You know? Yes. A huge distinction that uh, when you come in here, if you came to VaynerMedia, you're not going to see Gary V. Yeah. You're going to get the grounded individual who's got time for everyone, mm. uh, answers. And uh, he's, I, I just, you know, I adore being around him as a friend, as a mentor, as a brother. I, I get so much joy out of being around him, and I also, I learned so much, so much. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to keep learning in my life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. When you talk about um, groups, like you said, if you're a person of color, LGBTQ, Me Too movements, you got, you know, Girl Boss, Lady Boss, you, you have a lot of these different groups. What's I had a great conversation yesterday because somebody said, you know, marketers got to watch in terms of the divisive tactics that they somewhat play in yes. terms of pushing out messaging marketing. And I like this lady because she's a marketer, but I, I love the way she put it. She just said, you know, Ryan, marketing is um, we arguably could be one or two of the most important things in human uh, nature and and mankind because you're sending out messaging that people are actually taking in which is completely changing their life uh, of course you have facebook and all the you know data issues that are happening with all that and i still you know people will argue with me on it but i always say if something is for free and you're using it and they're valued at billions of dollars they got to be making money somehow so i i have to take a little social responsibility for what i share Because I know that as soon as I click publish, even though it deletes, it it, it does not delete. Nothing is being deleted. So for you, what's the fine line of being, um, you know, creating those great groups? You know, you said in a lot of videos, you're like when somebody comes to workplace, if they're a black person, if they're a Spanish person, if they're an Asian person, if they're, um, you know, if they're an LGBTQ person, like it's nice for them to see them at the workplace. So we like to have diversity, inclusion. What is yeah. the line for you though, where it says, okay, we gotta watch our messaging in terms of being divisive and saying, go get your own group as opposed to, well, no, we wanna have a big you know, open area and open-ended conversation about it.
2: Yeah, so first and foremost, we want everyone to feel like they belong, period. Mm. To the logo of VaynerMedia, to the family of VaynerMedia. Mm. That's first and foremost. I want every single person here, to feel physically and psychologically safe so they they feel when they walk through these hallways they belong no matter what no matter what mm. and i do think it's important to know that if those subset those microcultures are important to you especially when a me too comes up especially when a black lives matter comes up if those are important we got you but by the way i didn't create those they have been mm organically created by that uh, That cohort of people that would yeah. just be insane if I created something that I'm not I'm not I'm a human being but I mean, I'm you know, I am not a Latina. Yeah. So it would be Wrong of me just like Ryan the reason I changed the name from HR to people and experience was twofold one we are dealing with people and their experience from candidacy all the way through to the end of time and everything in between. Two, I'm not, I have not been in HR. Mm. To say I oversee something that I've never touched is is just a fallacy. Mm
1: -hmm. I would
2: be integrity. And like, like, look, I already told you about how I got myself into integrity. You know, (laughs) I checked myself before I wrecked myself. So now I've hired some people that come from HR. So I now have HR partners that I work with, but I, I don't oversee, I oversee the people here and their experience.
0: Mm. Mm. What does the future look like for you? What do what you, are you a big person that um, visualizes, you know, if you wanted something to happen or you, you know, it's kind of like visualizing that into, you know, conception, so to speak. Obviously, I tell people too, I'm like, I love that you visualize, but you need to know that there has to be some work and execution that follows that visualization um yeah. but what you're 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 just a dreamer you can tell you're just you're you know what i love about you and i get us and i've never met you is that i can see the little girl i can see the kid you know yeah. and, and i think to 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 still have that curiosity and that playfulness and that you know very unbiased prescription you know eye and lens on life is something that's invaluable and um you know, for you, I, I just really see that. So I think, what do you think of all that?
2: That makes me really happy, by the way. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Because it is just me. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm wearing an outfit that, you know, you could find a picture of me at five that I was wearing the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. um, um, so do I visualize uh, I, I dream I don't visual, I don't sit there and and be like you know I'm gonna visualize it da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, I visualize ha- joy I mean I visualize a happy complete wonderful life that is what I visualize. but I also feel that mm. and I work it I got to work it you know I I was a lone ranger for a long time and Finally, I I found a relationship I wanted to be in. Now I have a family,
1: mm. you know, that's pretty awesome, mm. it's pretty incredible. So, yeah, go for it.
0: Is that your? I know you're. You seem really nice, and I bet you're the nicest person ever. But I know there's a flip switch. There's in your Taurus. There's got to yeah. be a. Fl- I can see you and and you know like you said you know you're like you know every conversation with every employee or 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 team member is not always great it's not always fluffy um so you know you have to kind of pull the hard line sometimes so uh, like what is some things a couple things that you're just like you you will bring out the other clode in me that, that are just like infuriate you um whether it just be tendencies whether it be attitude whether it be you know certain words just things that are you're like i'm having a hard time working with this person is there yeah. anything that just sets you off for
1: sure <laughs> First of all, i don't think i'm not i don't think i'm that not yes i'm thoughtful i don't nice
2: isn't what comes to me fluffy <laughs> isn't come, what comes comes to me i'm I'm, uh, I'm i'm thoughtful i'm kind you know what i mean uh, but there's nothing about me that is going to be like sweet and sappy You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a tourist. Like you said, like, I'm, I'm like a, you know, I'm a player. Like I want to get, I want to get busy. I want to, I want to get dirty. Like, you know, give me, give me something chewy to chew on and and I'll, you know, let's let's make it happen. Uh, So that's the first thing. Um, yes. So, uh, inaccountability is, uh, is this, is a, it gets me. It gets me so bad. It gets me and um, it's like one of the things, you know, going back to integrity and walking your walk. I just if if, if, if you F up, like take responsibility for it. Like don't don't just like leave it out there in the wind. Like, well I don't know who's gonna pick it up. It's like, well it's yours. It's your pile of poop. You go pick it up. I'm not gonna pick it up. That's that's one of those things that just like it does get me. Um, and I have to sometimes like w- like watch the thread of how it got there or why is it getting me? Like, am I being too emotional about it? Am I being too subjective? Or is it like, literally, that thing happened. That person didn't take responsibility, but it's like landed on my plate somehow. Mm. And that's what, I, when I say sometimes, man, I just want adults to act like adults. Mm. Mm. That, is, that is something that, gets me. And, um, you know, and, and may, look, spot it, you got it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I do it too. I don't know.
0: But you know what? Claude, for everybody's listening, anybody who ends an Instagram video with the word peace, I'll tell you this. And people like to associate this word with bad stuff all the time. It's not always bad. To succeed in life and to really push forward, you got to have a little gangster in you. And there's nothing wrong with having a little gangster in you. Because when you're sitting there and you're going out and you're you're getting suited up every morning and you're leaving your home and you're walking through the trenches of life, it's not always pretty as we know. But the ones that thrive on it, they like to get dirty. Like it's funny because when I met my wife, I come from a very humble beginning but I've done very well. So I actually used to buy stuff to just buy stuff. Like I would have a, a dresser full of shoes that I'd never worn because I couldn't I just didn't have that as a child. And that was a revelation. But I said, if I'm going to keep doing this, why is that happening now? That being said, my wife laughs because she said, Ryan, you are so comfortable in uncomfortable situations. I do so well in the gutter, like I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, let's do it. And it's probably that one thing that it really helps me to relate with almost anybody in any Mm -hmm. situation. So when you say you like to kind of roll up your sleeves and get dirty, Where's that gangster coming from in you? And I mean, I know you talked about the bartending days, you talked about the early the early years of of your beginning. Um, Do you do you take some of that Do you look at it and you actually take it forward and say, I'm going to leave some of this, but I kind of like some of this grittiness because I I think it kind of helps me to maneuver. Yeah, so
2: I, I think I've always been a, a very mischievous person. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Playful, mm. mischievous, like, I, uh, I'm, I'm wicked. Mm. I gotta, I'm, There's a wicked part of me, and I don't mean, like, uh, wicked bad, I should be locked up. Like, I, I got a wicked sense of humor. Like, I can be, you know, I can, I can prod a bit, and I like that about myself. Um, I grew up with a lot of advantage in my life, a lot mm, of, advantage, mm. and it wasn't until I went into the gutter that I realized and uh, recognized that we are all the same, mm. all the same, every single one of us. And I tell you what, if you don't think you're the same, you go to a 12 step program and you sit across the circle from that person who has lost everything and you have the same issues, same exact issues. Mm, mm. We're all the same, and that's why, like, empathy is the muscle I I am strongest at. Because I recognize, I recognize, like, and and also, like, and that is gangster, by the way. I'm even, I'm talking, so freaking taboo. So taboo, but, you know, and I said, I said to someone yesterday, I wrote him on text, this guy I you know from the Marines, who's um, a Marine vet, and, and I dig him, man. His name's Rich, so shout out to Rich. And I just wrote him. I was like, "Gang recognized gang,
0: right?" Like, I dig that about you, Rich. Rich, if you listened, I dig. I dig that she digs you because that makes you very diggable.
1: <laughs> and I said to my girlfriend today, I wrote her on text. I was like,
2: "Don't hate the play, I hate the game." Yeah. Like literally, yeah. I could show you that text because. Look, look, it's all we're human, we're doing the best we can. And if we're not doing the best, then we get we better get it in gear. Mm. It is passing you by if you are not getting in gear. And like I decided a long time ago, I don't want it, I don't want it to pass me by. It's my look, I didn't think I was going to live past 25, I didn't have a dream, you know, I didn't, I had no clue what 26 was going to look like.
0: Would you say you matured? Um... Uh, "Quote unquote," later than the average person, in yeah. terms of really coming into your own.
1: Yeah, because I'm a Taurus, and we're late bloomers, and that's what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. interesting. <laughs> exactly.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: but I, you know, one thing about the Taurus, though, and I'm proud to be a Taurus. Don't mess with us. Like we can run the marathon. Like we will run without shoes on. We that's are, right. we are some animalistic folks, and it's kind of, And we, we, we all do the same thing. We kind of sit back and smile. Do a lot of smiling. Yes. I always say be careful about the person in the room who's quiet or who's smiling too damn much yeah. because there's, there's something that about those two characteristics. It just, it, I'm like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta keep my eye on those people.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's it. And I think the and like the Torian, like we we're close to the ground. Mm, mm. Dirty and we will get in that mud and roll around and we will come up at some point, you know, mm.
0: but
2: I got nothing wrong with grit, mm. you know,
0: that's how I got here. Absolutely. Uh, I know time. I know time permitting. Uh, Claude, 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 I got Claude at, booked in for a very specific <laughs> amount of time. Funny.
1: Um, I got to tell you something, Ryan. My my given name is Claude. Claude. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I keep we, wanting to call you Claude. That is my name. In America,
0: in American English, we say Claude. I, I did ask you on Instagram because I was like, what, like, what pronunciation do you like of it? And I, I know because everybody call everybody calls you Claude. But I have yeah. a friend with that name, and they're Claude. And we're, we're like, we have a lot of French Canadians, like from Montreal and stuff like that, Canada, right? I love Claude. And when I go to Europe, it's Claude. Claude, yeah, it's Claude. Yeah. So are you are you French then by uh, like your parents? No, no, yeah, no.
2: Yeah, yeah, they named me after a wonderful friend they had, a female. Okay, and uh Claude.
0: That's, That's so it. sweet. where would you tell people uh as we kind of end off here but where what would you say to people who are just stuck and i mean there's so much self-help there's so much self-development resources out there people can watch videos and stuff but where would you what would you say what is the one thing that somebody a tactful action they could take immediately that would just help them to at least propel in the direction of being unstuck
2: yeah, being stuck sucks. By the way, because you're oh. the only person that can unstick yourself. So I think there's two things I would say. The first thing, the first thing, is, and I, I again I gravitate towards groups because I think it's important to find that you're not the only person. When you're stuck and you're in the gutter, you have so much shame and embarrassment around you, and that is only going to propel you to be more shameful and more embarrassed. So I would find like-minded people. Not that you're gonna wallow in that, but that you recognize you're not alone. Mm. You're not the only person that life's life's gone bad for. Mm. That's the first thing I would say. Absolutely absolutely. And the second thing I would say is, and 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 I and I pray that I say this to the person that did have somewhat of either a happy childhood or was a dreamer in childhood. What was it? What inspired you as a child? Mm inspired you was it running through the grass well then you need to go outside and get get busy in that vitamin d was it uh reading books and get to the library i mean i'm being a little bit i'm playing a little bit but it's like get back to the root of who you mm. were before the shit went down
1: mm. absolutely
2: it's still in you of
0: course still, you know so that's what i would say uh one last question if a police officer is going to be catching a criminal Can a sheep catch a wolf or does or does a wolf uh, or in order to catch a wolf? Do you have to start thinking and really getting into the mindset of a wolf? Um, you got to become a wolf to catch a wolf.
2: Really interesting because I did just say gang recognize gang, didn't I? No, you don't. Because a sheep has different qualities and a sheep has different strengths and skills and a sheep will out will out sheep or
0: wolf any day <laughs> i love it um i i one thing that is interesting about doing a podcast and a lot of people when i talked to them on on the podcast and to the audience the podcast for me was always a, a platform to uh really show the curious side it was a place i could go that i didn't have to worry about saying the f-bomb and the ship bomb and all that Um, But it was also a place that I felt people could see somebody fail publicly and fail often. So I started on episode one. My equipment was terrible. I watched, uh, I don't know if you heard of that show, The Breakfast Club, right? Charlemagne the God. Um, I said, man, what kind of mics are they using? The Shure SM7B. So I'm like, okay, I'll get that mic. So all the way wrapping up to episode 51. It's so humbling to learn how to ask for people's time. That's an art. Uh, And number two, it's more humbling when somebody says yes. So the first interaction I had with uh, Claude, which I hate, was I asked her for something. And that's always been my mandate to always try to build the relationship. So my question to Claude is, if there's anything in this world I can do for you, what can I do for you to provide you with some immense value? That is my last question.
2: So that smile that you have? (laughs) You got it. I want you to spread it more.
0: Yes, Good. absolutely.
2: Think the one thing I would ask is you find that person, whether or not they wrote you on Instagram or they wrote you someplace today and you give them your attention.
0: Mm, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, Claude, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Plug yourself if you have any side projects going on. I know you got your podcast. I know you're everywhere and anywhere. How can people reach out to you?
2: Yeah, reach me on uh, on Insta. Reach me on on uh, LinkedIn. I mean, just just reach me. Send me a smoke signal. I'll get it. I respond.
1: I I, I think I respond to a hundred percent of people that reach out. You're fantastic
0: so, at that. Yeah, you're fantastic. I, I try. Do you want to with your social media too? And I notice, would you say as of late, you're kind of kind of hitting that a little harder to really build up your community slash audience as well?
2: Yeah. I am. I really recognize that whatever's going on in here and whatever I got going on in here is something that uh, is something special, and I want to share it. I want to help people. Man. Yes, yes. I'm, I am completely. Yeah. I'm completely of service. I uh, and I really mean that. Like, I, but I'm a joyful service. There's like, I, I want to get people out of that gutter and you know, flying a bit. I can't do it all, but I can get them flying and flapping a bit.
0: Perfect. Um, Well, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, my soul, for coming on. Namaste to you, my friend. Um, Again, everybody who's listening, this will be up. You'll know where to find it. You can find Claude. I'll link everything in the comments. Thanks so much for everybody listening. Uh, We've grew our audience from last year, uh, second quarter to this first quarter, already by about 150%. It's been fantastic. Um, The power of social media really is through and through um but curiosity is our mandate and we just talk and have conversations and one thing i'm proud to say we have no we never ever have any pre-written questions they're just it's yeah. just a conversation
1: i
2: could tell and i love it thank you so much man i re- I appreciate you i appreciate your audience and uh i can't wait to do it again
0: thank you claude and can you just say one thing for me just say the ryan Holt <laughs> show podcast
1: it's the ryan Holt show podcast